Welcome, I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. I will share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. So if you are ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way, and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind, and work your mindset. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. All right, this week I was thinking about the concept of mental toughness as opposed to softness. And I will explain, of course. So um, I think that when people first start on their mindset journey, they start because they want to be more competitive, right? They they start because they want better results and they realize that part of their issues are maybe their own ring nerves or some aspect of their mental game that they want to improve. And that's all true. And that's why we're here, of course. Um, But I think that often some people think that they're not tough enough. And I think it's such an interesting concept. And I would have said that, I think, a long time ago, that, that you should want to be mentally tough and to be tough. And those, those competitors that you see, those Olympians that you see, they're so tough. They're so mentally tough. And I think that that is a couple of things. One, it's a kind of a lack of vocabulary on our part, right? Because we don't have the words to maybe describe what we're seeing or the words to describe what it is that we want to feel, right? Or be or uh, be as a competitor or describe ourselves as a competitor. And we look at a lot of people and from the outside, they look like really like steely and and tough and they look like nothing bothers them and you know, you, you see those people at the top of their runs. I always use the example of the skiers who are, you know, they show them on camera at the top of their runs and, you know, they might be like, you know, smiling or even getting ready. But as soon as they step into the box or they're on deck or whatever the word might be for the sport, um, all of a sudden they're like face changes, right? Their expression changes and they can come across as like serious or tough Um, And in reality, they're just so focused, right? And so I think we need to figure out what it is that uh, having a really strong mindset looks like. And for me, I've really replaced the word, you know, mentally tough with resilient, right? I don't really need to be tough. I need to be resilient. I need to be able to Um, recover from setbacks. I need to be able to um, go with the flow. You know, there's so many things that we don't control as we've discussed many times on this podcast. There's so many things we don't control. So like, how do you like go with the flow? How do you adapt? How do you change your plan? How do you adjust? Um, You know, is that resilient? Is that flexible? Is it some combination? And um, I think some of the toughness comes with um, being super, super committed to our rituals and the things that we need to do in order to be successful. And I'm just coming off of my national as a week at my specialty. And I know a lot of people are coming home from the agility, um, the American AKC agility nationals. And, um, and you know, people 
you know, you think about like turning it on, right? And in, in one minute, you're like laughing and having fun with friends. But then when it's time to go, you know, and get ready, like you need to get in your game. And I use rituals, as we've talked about a lot, I use rituals to sort of ground me and sort of get me into the flow of things. But really, what I'm trying to do is get into the present. And I'm really trying to um, get focused. But it's it's almost like, I'm really trying to be in the present moment. I'm trying, you know, not to think about, you know, things I later have to do in the day or in the week, or I'm trying not to think about something that maybe even just happened at work. Um, or, you know, I'm trying to be here now with my dogs in the moment, in the arena, and executing on the things I have to do and leaving everything else out, right? Leaving everything else out of the ring. And so one of the things and one of the reasons this is coming up for me, but one of the things that happened this week is, um, you know, like I said, I was at my specialty for the whole week. We I competed from really from Saturday to the following Sunday um, because I, of course, I caught an event before and after <laughs> um, it just because, you know, I was down there. Why not? Um, and about Thursday, Thursday was rally day and I went into rally with a very different set of process goals. And this time, my process goal was to be the handler my dogs need. And I think that's a really interesting, I I mean, I was happy that I came up with that, (laughs) right? I was happy that, you know, for whatever reason that, you know, sort of intuitively dropped into me. And I really kind of let go of, I wasn't even trying to like necessarily execute the signs or I wasn't trying to execute a move or get connection or whatever. I was literally just trying to be the handler my dogs needed. I was running two dogs. They're very different. They have different needs. And, you know, one of the things I'm trying to work on with Moxie is getting her over some of her ring nerves. So what she needed from me in that moment was for me to be like supportive and positive and not necessarily cheerleading, but, you know, supportive for her and and be what she needed to try to get instead of the flip side, which is just focused on the execution and focused on her doing what I ask her to do. And this is coming up a little bit this month in the membership um, because this month our focus is on relationship and thinking about the kinds of relationships that we want to build with our dogs and creating a vision for that. And we're you know going through week by week and, and figuring that out. But when we think about relationship, we have to think about um, reciprocity. And reciprocity is my like, you know, $5 word of the week, um, because it's not just what we want out of the relationship, it's what they get out of the relationship. And in this moment where I have this dog who's teaching me about, um, you know, figuring out how to support her and how to make her feel confident in the ring when she knows all the skills, like, oh my God, like I've said a million times, she's my smartest, most talented, most able dog. But when she walks into the ring, you know, she has has the problems that many of us have, right? She has um, some ring nerves and she can't perform in those moments. So what was interesting from a mindset standpoint is I had to be soft, right? In that, to, in order to be what she needed, 
I had to be soft. I had to find my softer version. And quite frankly, that's not who I am as a sole competitor. Like if ever I did a sport that it was just me, I would be very, you know, focused and probably hard. I guess by outside measures, like if someone was just looking at me, I'd be that person in the starting gate that had like the angry face, right? The uh, resting bitch face, as it's lovingly called. Um, And it's just how I do. (laughs) And so and I know a lot of times when I walk a course in agility, and I've got my headphones in and my hat pulled down and you know, I'm really just trying to kind of go into my little cave and really get in the moment. And it's my process, right? Not everybody has the same process. But my process doesn't work for this dog. And so I am really having to expand my process and expand how I um, manage my energy, maybe, and what energy I bring to the ring when it comes to her. And so it was a really interesting moment because I thought, God, everybody's trying to be so mentally tough. And what I need to be right now is mentally soft and not porous, right? I talk, um, porous is a concept I like using in that porous is that like those people who let everything in, right? You're, you're, if I, if I ever, if we're ever doing a coaching call and I call you porous, (laughs) it's because you, are letting everything come in. And um, I don't think that being porous is necessarily um, something that we want, but I have to soften in order to meet her where she is. And that's a different style than I probably normally have. Um, you know, my first dog really had a kind of a competitive streak. And so I could be very um, my old competitive self. And then Indy was sort of somewhere in between. Um, but she really got to be very competitive and very fun that way. And so we had a good time there. Trip is like fun guy all day. He doesn't care how I am, which is, which is a blessing, but Moxie cares. And so I'm, I'm bringing all this up because I think that when we think about our mental game and what it is that we want to be, there's a few things, right? We have to really expand our vocabulary and we have to really get clear on what that looks like for each of us and for each dog that we run. For me, I want to still be resilient. That doesn't change, but I want to be more responsive. I want to be, if there is a thing, mentally responsive, like, you know, but I want to be a, a, ment- a responsive handler. I want to be able to meet the dog that I have that day at the end of the leash where they need me to be. And even if you run one dog and only have ever run one dog, you know that the, you know, there's kind of an expression that we say, well, it depends on which dog shows up today, right? Well, the dog's probably saying, well, it depends on which human shows up today, right? The same could be said for us, uh, probably in any of our relationships too. Um, But it's about meeting our dogs, heck, meeting other competitors where they are in that day and being open and being curious and being accommodating maybe even or, um, you know, setting the appropriate goals or having the appropriate process goals for that day. And so for me in that day in rally with Moxie, I really had the recognition that what she needs today is not for me to be um, uber focused and and 
kind of in my own head, she needs me to respond to whatever she needs in that day. And I won't know till I walk into the ring. And we, if I, if I gauge, if I grade our effort or my effort, I would say that um, both of us probably were a B plus. <laughs> okay, not perfect, not an A, um, maybe not even an A minus, but we really did both try to meet each other where we were. And, you know, I think our dogs are always trying, right? They're always trying to be right. Um, you know, some dogs have a naughty streak and, and a sense of humor. Um, but in this moment, she was really trying and I was trying and then she tried and then I tried. And we spiraled upward instead of spiraling downward. And there was only one moment where I caught myself sort of getting mad because what she does when she stresses is she forgets how to sit. Okay, which to me, of course, in my human logical brain, I'm like, in my head, I say to myself, literally, it's the first thing you learned, <laughs> right? I mean, what's the first thing you teach a puppy? It's like, you know, their name and sit. Like, that's like the first thing. And um, so I always have to catch myself. But I felt myself do it. I caught myself in the moment. I gave her kind of a, a silent, like, I'm sorry, I caught it. And then we went on. And um, in that day, she finished up with some pretty decent scores. And it wasn't even about that. It was about the fact that she tried. She worked. I met her where she, um, where she was. I did a better job of supporting what she needed that day. And gosh, what do you know? I was rewarded with a dog who like worked happier. Wow, what a concept. Amazing how that works. So as we're thinking about mental game, and we're thinking about our mindset and we're thinking about getting stronger at our mindset. You know, there's so much that is connected to that. And that's why, you know, on this podcast, we don't just merely talk about, you know, goal setting and being in the present and all that kind of stuff. And all that stuff is massive parts of it, right? In terms of like the pie chart of mindset, like, you know, being in the present, like if that would be the one thing I could give you that would be the cornerstone because if you were truly being a handler in the present moment, you would be responding to what your dog needs in that moment. You would be blocking out everything else that came before or, you know, or might happen later in the day. You know, you would be exactly, you know, focused and and being responsive instead of reactive. You would be all the things, right? Um, but it's harder than that. It's harder than just doing that. It's harder than just, you know, tying you to a cushion and making you meditate for hours. Um, it's all a lot more complicated than that. And so I just thought I would share sort of a real life example of how mentally tough, um, isn't necessarily always what we think it is. And so if we could also agree to sort of expand our vocabulary, and then in doing that, really expand your awareness and your desires about what kind of handler you want to be. And what are some of the other words that you want? Do you want to be a soft handler? Do you want to be, and soft, not like, you know, smushy and your dogs run all over you or, you know, run your world, but like, you know, just, um, you know, softer, kinder, gentler, or do you need to be more authoritative with a dog be that who is running all over you, perhaps, you know, um, and the point is, is not to convince you of either one of those places on the continuum. My point is, is that 
you need to really look at what your dog needs, what kind of handler they need, and really kind of expand your awareness about the vocabulary and the words and the the vision that you have for yourself as a handler. Because so much of our, like, I, you know, I'm going to go to four classes this week, right? Two classes on Tuesday, two classes on Thursday. I'm going to go to four classes this week. And all of those classes are going to be focused on skills, right? They're going to be focused on my skills, on my dog's skills. They're skills, skills, skills. Practice, practice, practice. Do, you know, do this turn. Try to get the blind in. You know, I had obedience on Tuesday, scent work on Thursday. You know, do this, do this, do this. And um, skills are so important. And they're important because once we have the skills, then we can sort of let go, trust in our skills, trust in our knowledge, trust in our dog's knowledge, and be in the present and just perform, right? That's what we're trying to get to. We want to be able to trust in those skills to the extent that we don't really have to think about them, that they become, you know, in our, they they drop down into almost our unconsciousness, right? And we are able to perform and rely on our skills and our knowledge. That's what we want. And that's why when we know we have the skills and our mindset gets in the way, we start saying, I need a better mindset or I need to not get nervous or I'm getting in my own way, which is of course true, (laughs) right? Of course we all get in our own way. I get my own way. I got my own way last week. Um, And um, it's a journey and you're still going to get in your own way next week, but you're going to get better and you're going to build more awareness. So as you're doing this, think about, well, what's the kind of handler I want to be? Who do I want to be? Do I want to be chock full of skills, but someone who's not competitive? Um, or would I rather have, you know, B plus skills, but really be able to focus and turn it on when I need to, right? I definitely fall in the B plus camp. I don't, I know that I'm never going to have the best skills. Um, I've got some good ones, but I want to be really mentally resilient and I want to be able to um, focus. But this week, it really brought to my attention, I want to be a handler that my dog needs in that moment and be flexible enough and have my own mental skills, right? My own mental game skills um, to have that flexibility, right? And that's also what we're trying to do. We're trying to, I'm trying to give you guys more tools so that you can flex, you know, your dog zigs, you can zig with them instead of zagging and it feeling really like a disjointed relationship, right? So um, just food for thought, you know, I'm wondering, I think the challenge, you know, I always like to leave these or end these podcasts with a little bit of a challenge is hopefully you're driving this weekend to your next event. Um, how can you be the handler your dog needs and what it, would that look like? And do you have those tools, those skill, those mental skills in your toolkit or, or is there something we need to create and work on for you? And by the way, we're always working on it. We're always, you know, getting better. But if there's something specific that you need help with, please reach out and let me know. And we will, you know, cover it on one of these podcasts because we always need to be adding to our mental toolkit. Okay. So yeah, so head off this weekend, have an awesome time. But think about, you know, making one of your goals this weekend being a, the handler that your dog needs in that moment, whatever that is, whatever challenges you have, whatever that might be, how can you be the handler your dog needs you to be? 
Okay. So I leave you with that challenge as you head into the weekend. I hope it's a good one for you. And as always, I hope you have a great week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. I would love it if you found me on Instagram or Facebook at The Q Coach and let me know how it's going. I also offer a monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details or just stop by and check out the blog and other free content. And finally, be sure to share, subscribe, and leave a review as it helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.